Hey, welcome to U.S. Bank Stadium. Paul Allen, your play-by-play guy, with uh, Pete Bursich, one of the analysts for the Vikings Radio Network. We just got done calling a Vikings preseason game against the Tennessee Titans, where the Titans proved victorious 24-16. to uh, We have some things to share about uh, rookie quarterback Jaron Hall and a few other things. But first, let's get the thoughts of Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell, who had this to say shortly after the game. Alrighty. Um, as I told our team, uh, very rarely in this league, especially with our you know mindset towards um, playing complementary football in all three phases, to win the turnover battle two nothing and 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 not have a little bit better chance to win it in the end. We got it to one score there. Uh, just couldn't get get uh, that last stop. Tried calling some timeouts and see if maybe we can get one more uh, drive for Jaron. Would have loved to see him in that kind of end of game two minute drive. Um, but just didn't come together. Would have, you know, too much, uh, really some sloppy things that we totally were in our control uh, in the first half offensively. Um, Had some opportunities to maybe um, finish those drives with touchdowns, and we just did not do it. And then when we weren't able to get drives going, most of the time uh, penalties, you know, struck again. And um, I know a lot of these guys aren't getting a ton of reps um, that are playing in these football games, but uh, still would like to believe that we can um, play clean football and just simply execute the play called without penalties or mental errors. And, and uh, we've got to continue to work through that with the group uh, that was out there tonight. I know we sat a few more guys um, this week than we did last week, mainly just because of the reps we had um, Wednesday, Thursday uh, with our first groups and the substitutions amongst those first groups. And uh, very much looking forward to this week with uh, the Arizona Cardinals coming to town. It's going to be hot. Um, we're planning on it just a little bit more work during the practices rep-wise uh, as part of our build towards the season. Um, so it's going to be a big-time challenge uh, for our guys. Just a couple injury updates for you. Uh, Najee Thompson, um, you know, de- started to develop some, uh, some symptoms there, concussion symptoms, uh, after making that uh, real strong play there uh, on special teams. So he'll be... Uh, somebody to monitor. We'll, uh, more than likely, he's in the protocol here for the short term, and we'll uh, allow him to go through that process. Theo Jackson, AC, uh, you know, with his shoulder, um, was able to return, which is you know great to see. And then Tay uh, had a little bit of a shoulder as well. Uh, Nikhil Harry was the only player that uh, we planned on having uh, that uh, had a little bit of a soft tissue kind of aggravation and warm-ups, and we wanted to be smart with him. Uh, you know, instead of trying to make him push through it. But that was unfortunate. Wanted to see him tonight. How would you really evaluate each of your quarterbacks tonight? Um, I thought Nick um, really, for the most part, did a lot of the same things moving the team he did at Seattle. Um, I thought there was, a, the, I think back to that first drive, um, there was a couple chances there. Um, if we're just a hair more accurate, you know, we probably don't, we probably get the third down conversion. Um, and then we're, you know, in plus territory, rolling hopefully down into the, the, uh, the red zone and, and trying to score a touchdown. But um, he runs the team incredibly efficient. His communication, uh, his ownership of our offense, um, he is a accurate quarterback. Uh, that's one of the reasons why he's here. Um, so I don't worry for a second about Nick. Um, but there was just a couple high misses here and there that um, whether it was technique or, you know, he was dealing with some push and some rush at times. Um, and then I, you know, we didn't do much to run the football early on in the game to help him all that much. But yet, just like he did last week, he was able to move the team and at least generate some um, points there. Jaron, um, you know, really how, how it kind of came down rep-wise, I wouldn't have minded getting him in 
a little bit earlier, but wanted to let that group continue to try to sustain uh, there towards the end of the second quarter. Uh, he came in and uh, was good to see him, you know, engineer that touchdown drive, uh, used his legs to steal a third down conversion. Um, and then, uh, you know, we were able to punch it in some, some, some decent run game there late with that third, fourth group kind of mixing in there, some new guys. So, um, but I thought overall the quarterbacks, you know, for, for where we're at right now, we, I, I think we can continue to do things to help those guys, but we're also putting them in, in some situations to see how they respond and handle it. Um, and I thought for the most part, both guys did some good things tonight. Kevin, how would you, uh, how would you size up the, the punt return competition and also that four, five, six receiver competition? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, uh, particularly that, that receiver room uh, without Jalen Naylor getting uh, very many reps since day one, it's really allowed more, uh, you know, more guys to compete in that first huddle outside of, um, outside of JJ, KJ, and, and, and really Jordan. Um, then you start to look at Jalen Rager. Brandon Powell's had an excellent training camp doing so many things that I don't think people realize sometimes, um, just all the different jobs he can do. Jalen Rager's speed, um, we tried to get him over the top a couple times tonight, kind of either pocket didn't didn't allow it or, or uh, the coverage didn't, but um, his speed is a real factor. Um, when I think about just, you know, the depth of getting Tristan back from that kind of near uh, kind of near scare we had, uh, you know, and getting him back and getting all these snaps for him. Um, I think that group is going to be very tough for us to figure out whether it's five or six or um, ultimately uh, what the depth looks like on the practice squad because there's probably four or five names that are all deserving. Um, and these are good problems to have, but trying to figure out how it will all fit, uh, knowing we should get Jordan back this week will be huge for us. Um, and, and KJ and Justin have been getting their work throughout. Um, but I, I would love to get Jalen Naylor some some work here at, at some point if we can. Um, but he's you know a player that I think very highly of, um, and 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 just want to continue to see how that whole group, especially on the back end, fits uh, with how we want to play with multiple personnel groupings and uh, trying to commit to you know building our run game up. Kevin, they had obviously a number of big runs there, especially a couple in the second half. Yeah. Were those? Run fit issues or tackling or a combination of things? Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, just in some of the discussion on the sideline with Flo, um, I think it was probably a little bit of both. Uh, there, I know a couple of the, the longer runs, um, I know I think we missed a tackle on one, kind of had a chance to get him in the hole there for a four or five yard gain, and, and, and that long one in the first half um, was, was more of that. But um, listen, um, we're, I think, uh, if we were, Playing our, our normal calls, and there's some of these looks, you know, these runs aren't getting off. Maybe maybe we're talking them out of some of these things, but we're trying to give these guys enough of an opportunity, enough of a plan to compete. But also, um, our mindset is on September 10th, so um, and and much much beyond a short week right after that, and then on into um, what's out in front of us. So um, we're we're asking our guys to play differently than they do every single day. Um, and I think that's okay in the evaluation process, really on offense and defense, um, for that matter. You talked about that a little bit last week with Andrew Booth too, and the, on the I think playing in straight man coverage. Is that kind of a by design on a lot of levels? I mean, I know you don't want to show much of the game plan, but does that simplifying things allow you to kind of evaluate in a controlled environment a little more? Yeah, we have to we have to be able to see guys in in certain aspects that that uh, they're going to need to show. Um, 
what they're capable of doing at this point, whether it's what, whether it's a rookie, a second-year player, a veteran player. Um, we need to know what we have so when we actually start game planning for opponents, we can build the best plans for our players because that's ultimately what my number one goal is when I meet with the staff each and every week of the season is how do we do our part to make sure we give these guys a good chance to, to have success by schematically what we're asking them to do and then are we teaching them the technique the techniques and fundamentals to go do that. So um, I think it's a great point, but it, it, I still would like to see our team able to come out in these preseason games and, and, and compete to get victories as well, no matter who's in the game. It really, uh, that doesn't matter. We're always trying to come out and, and win football games. Did you, give, uh, did you give play calling to someone else in the second half? Yeah, Wes has called, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I called, you know, I called some of the early, um, you know, first half stuff and then uh, trying to get him some reps and thinking about trying to get creative with the game next weekend. Uh, it's, it was something that, whether it was Sean or, or Jay Gruden, you know, some of my early times getting reps, calling plays uh, was during the preseason. And I just think it's uh, a really good thing for me to sit back and, and kind of evaluate our whole team sometimes, especially as the, you know, the, some of the guys down the line on the roster. Um, I want to have a great feel for them. I want to be able to watch things closely in all three phases. And that helps me do that. I thought Wes, uh, you know, on that touchdown drive called a great drive and the guys executed. And, there was really no, you know, delay games or pre-snap penalties or anything. So the the function that was really uh, calling it, calling it from the box down, and and uh, you know we're always looking at things from a standpoint of helping people, not just players, but players and coaches develop. What would the creative thing be next week? I don't know. You know, it, Wes has you know got a chance to call a few. I'll probably let him call a few next week, and maybe some of our other coaches as well. Um, and Flo's kind of done some of this, some similar things on the defensive side, especially in the second halves as well. Do you have any interest in getting any starters anytime, like next week? Yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about from the standpoint of when I count the reps for the ones from this past Wednesday and Thursday and then knowing um, what it's going to be like Wednesday and Thursday with the heat. And, and my plan is to keep the rep count um, the same as planned, which is more than last week. Um, those guys are going to get plenty of work uh, as the standard rule goes, um, I think you saw it with one of their players tonight um, that might not have played had he not been kicked out of practice. Um, so that's a standing rule we have. So uh, I don't know if Coach Rabes has had that rule throughout or he just, uh, in our dialogue, decided to apply that one. But um, I think the, the point of it all is, is I, we've spent a lot of time planning training camp, these joint practices. And I know these games are genuine opportunities for uh, game situations to come up, but as you guys that were at the joint practices, we hit just about every situation possible in two days um, and had ultra competitiveness out there almost right to that line. Um, give those guys a lot of credit over there for you know being able to have two days of work uh, without it getting out of hand. Kevin, how would you assess Lewis tonight? Um, he had that missed tackle, but also a sack. Seems like he's playing faster. Yeah, that, that, that's what jumps out to me. and. Uh, the missed tackling, uh, or the missed tackle on that um, that one run, um, he's coming downhill. He's trying to fill his responsibility, and um, those are going to happen, now, especially when he's really just getting back going again. Um, and that's the one thing we can't simulate in those joint practices is tackling. So uh, to see him make the play on Malik, you know, on the red zone scramble, that's a tough guy to bring down. Uh, there was a couple other times where he just pulled his trigger, pulled the trigger, and. Um, came downhill and made a play. I think Lou's in a great spot. It was fun to make him a captain tonight. The team, when I announced that, was really excited about that. So 
Um, Lou's doing a great job right now just building upon what he does each and every day. Um, I'm sure there'll be some things to correct, but um, you know he'll be right back in there with Durante and you know Harry, Cam, and Metellus. I mean, what a group uh, that you can really look at right now. And then Theo and Jay Ward. I mean, that's a full room of NFL football players, and uh, you know we feel very strongly about that room. Kevin, you mentioned the running backs a little bit, the runs in the second half. Um, how did you feel like Debo acclimated in this second game, and then what intrigued you guys about Dykes in the first place? Yeah, I think he had a great workout. He's a li- he was kind of a, a little bit of an unknown um, guy for me, um, but then watching him work out and seeing the movement, um, seeing kind of uh, you know just going through it drills with some other backs and things, he kind of jumped out to us. And when we you know got the opportunity to bring him in, we wanted to give him enough time to to get acclimated and and, and give himself a chance to play tonight. Um, I thought Debo, you know, for the most part, uh, I just feel. When he has the football in his hands, he's finishing physical downhill. Now, it's not always the reads aren't always perfect and, um, you know, the aiming points and all those things. That's what our job is as coaches to continue to give him clarity and then demand the uh, execution that we're looking for. But just like we've talked about with Ty at times, just the physicality at which he runs with, um, I feel that with, uh, with Dwayne and, and uh, you know, and, and to see Dykes come in and you know, hit some backdoor cuts on a duo and, you know, got it all the way back, really almost behind the backside tackle on his own plate. Like things that sometimes guys that haven't been in the system a whole lot don't do. Uh, so I thought that was exciting, you know, getting downhill and really moving the team for the first time all night, really, via the run. Um, so uh, it, was, uh, it was good to see those guys get in there. And we're going to allow those guys to play an absolute ton next week, compete to try to win a game. Jared was talking about how one thing he needs to work on is actually before the game, that he wasn't using the preparation properly. Um, you know, being a former quarterback, he was just saying, did you talk to him about it, or was it something he came out on his own? He said, you know, you got to know the plays, and he wasn't using the pre-game properly before the last preseason game. He wants to change that. Well, I think it's, I think it's a matter of, you know, do you know it, or do you really know it, to the point where uh, when myself or Wes starts calling a play for him, um, you know, you should know that game plan well enough that uh, you can kind of finish the calls, and then you can be the guy in the huddle that's so clear, so clear and concise with what we're asking, what that call is, that motions and timing of motions and all the little details. I mean, that's really our whole group right now. It's not just Jaron and, and that you know, the, it's that whole group in there, and really the the group that started the game as well. There's guys that were looking for that detail as much as possible because we want guys to demonstrate what it would look like if they were in that first huddle, uh, regardless of the position. Um, but there's a little bit more volume. Um, you know, There's a lot of plays that we may have ran over Wednesday and Thursday that, that uh, weren't going to be on the call sheet tonight. So it's that, that give and take of you know, a guy trying to prepare for a, a game he's going to play in versus a practice where he's only going to get four, five, six reps. And, and then a lot of those plays will not carry over. It's a hard part of being a you know, uh, a rookie in this league, especially the way we do things. But uh, he's going to get a ton of time next week. Um, he continues to find little ways here and there to move the team. Uh, just looking for more consistency, not only from Jaron, but from our whole, you know, our, our whole unit, whatever phase is on the field. We're just, we're getting closer. Um, but uh, we want to see that last phase of training camp kind of put a stamp on our group. And um, I can promise that the, our first groups have been uh, getting their work and, and really a major part of the young guy, evalu- you know, 
development as well. I mean, I think about Jordan Addison coming back this week. He'll be right next to JJ. I think about Jay Ward sitting next to Harrison Smith in meetings. You know, Ivan sitting next to Jordan Hicks in meetings. Like, the way we're coaching these guys up, um, you know, my hope is they can play their best football next week and really put a stamp on what they've done uh, this training camp to try to make our team. Just on the defensive line, seems like a lot of guys jockeying for position. I guess, uh, how do you use what you saw tonight where it seemed like a lot of guys got opportunities to evaluate that spot? Yeah, I mean, with uh, really sitting HP and, and uh, you know, Bullard and uh, Dean and, and, and really seeing kind of there, there wasn't a whole lot of guys available, but everybody that was up got a ton of reps. Um, so you, you worry sometimes about the fatigue. Um, when it's, you know, the guys that don't get all the reps in practice, you're asking them to be on the field for 9, 10, 11 play drives. Um, but I thought our guys handled it well. I thought the substitutions defensively uh, were really clean throughout the night. Um, and all those guys particularly flashed, you know, different times. I, I can think back of Sheldon Day, you know, you know making an impact early on, in, you know, on that, uh, you know, kind of uh, when they, we forced the negative run when uh, Malik went backwards there a little bit. Um, says he popped a couple times on the backside of some run plays. Um, you know, Blacklock's always going to be so active in different phases. It's, you know, that group right now is going to be tough to try to figure out what the numbers look like behind some of those guys I mentioned. And then ultimately, what does it look like, you know, depending on the personnel grouping where we need a three and a five technique. We need a bigger body nose behind Tonga. Um, you know, making sure it all works while we can still potentially keep the numbers we may have to at some other positions, it's not going to be easy. Now, Kevin O'Connell told our own Ben Lieber uh, right into halftime, a little frustrated with the penalties, a little frustrated with some of the smaller mistakes. Uh, overall, yes, you can say it's preseason, but through the first two Vikings preseason games, we've seen a lot of penalties, haven't seen any explosive plays. What do you think? Well, I I think one of the things that I'm going to come away with is is – is I'm a little bit worried about our backup tackle position. Ole Udo has been has been struggling mightily. Um, you know, today he had two penalties, back-to-back plays, gave up two sacks or a couple hits on the quarterback. So you would expect a guy like Ole Udo going into his fifth year um, to to be dominant out there, right? To be dominant out there against the twos, to be a leader out there, just a notch away from starting. And I think he's, you know, at least in these games, we, I don't know how he's looked in practices, but in these games, he's looked like he's a long way off. So coming out of all this, I think that's one of my major concerns because Oliudo again, is, is a snap away from starting. Now, Pete, our USC rookies, Makai Blackman and Jordan Addison, neither played tonight. Addison is in concussion protocol uh, back Monday, according to Kevin O'Connell. And, um, and Makai Blackman nicked himself up a little bit in those joint practices against Tennessee. Uh, so they were just being cautious with him for sure. But uh, without Blackman, you had Andrew Booth Jr. along with Joan Williams, the former Patriot. Uh, they started at corner and and then a host of Vikings came in and played corner after that. But 29, Joan Williams played basically the entire game. How can you read into that? Uh, I think it's just out of necessity. And I think it's, they, you know, the, the depth behind him, they're either wanting to hide some people and sneak them on in the practice squad or, you know, they just don't think that they can get out there and contribute. So I think it's going to come down, you know, to Booth and to Joan Williams about who's going to be that third corner. Now, I thought Booth played better tonight. He had a, a huge missed tackle that allowed the Titans to get a first down on the drive. 
So you, do, you don't like to see that, but I think his coverage down the field is a little bit better. He's had a couple of good days, from what I understand, against the Tennessee Titans in practice. So hopefully Booth can stay healthy, stay on the field, and then have a great couple days against these Cardinals and finish off the preseason strongly. Now, uh, one of the um, – I mean, I'm not, frustrated probably is too strong of a word, uh, unhappy, displeased, whatever, but I was looking forward to seeing rookie quarterback Will Levis, 33rd overall pick in the draft from Kentucky. Ryan Tannehill is um, contractually is in a unique spot where he may not be a Titan after this year. So two years ago they draft Malik Willis – third round from Liberty last year 33rd overall pick Will Levis and it's abundantly clear one of those quarterbacks they want to be quarterback of the future for their team we ain't trying to turn this into a Titans fan line I'm not Mike (laughs) Keith and he's not Frank Wycheck but anytime you get a chance to see a rookie quarterback drafted in rounds two or one it's generally exciting but it was all Malik tonight and I guess that was okay yeah you're right and and for Levis I mean with the time that he's missed already, you got to kind of wonder if if they're going to say uh, Tannehill's the guy this year and Levis is going to be the backup, maybe get some snaps throughout the year. I don't know. And, you know, there were some red flags on him, I think, coming out of college. Um, but, again, Paul, the ability to stay healthy, the ability to stay on the field is so important. And that's that's what kind of bugs me a little bit about, you know, our, our, our two draft picks from USC, first-rounder and third-rounder. Neither of them, we're only two games into this thing now, and neither of them are out there. Would they have been able to play had it been a regular season game and not having the Wednesday, Thursday bang-ups like we did? Maybe, you know. But uh, those young players, especially the rookies, they have to get on the field and get as much play time under the lights as they can. Now, those joint practices, two last week against Tennessee, two coming up uh, next week, Wednesday and Thursday, against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. That team's coached by Jonathan Gannon, uh, formerly the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, also formerly assistant DB's coach for the Minnesota Vikings. The offensive coordinator for Arizona is Drew Petzing, who coached here with uh, Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski. Uh, Nick Rallis, formerly of the Golden Gophers, also a former defensive coach here for Mike Zimmer. He's their defensive coordinator. Robert Rodriguez used to be the assistant D-line coach here for Andre Patterson. Oh, yeah. Well, he's the outside linebackers coach for the Arizona Cardinals. What I'm getting at is it's a couple of joint practices, but Gannon and these former coaches, they're going to come back to a place where they used to work, Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center, even without Kyler Murray. And they're going to come in here and try to do something to these colors because they know them well. Yeah, they do. And and as a first, anytime you have a first year head coach, and you have, in this case, the head coach is defensive oriented, he's going to want to make that defense continue to look good because if something doesn't go well as a head coach, you can still fall back on how well the defense improved and hopefully get another coordinator job somewhere else, right? I mean, so he's going to be he's going to be watching his defense closely. So. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of history here now with, with these Cardinals coming into town. And, you know, again, you don't – you want to be aggressive, but you want to be able to evaluate. That's the main thing that these coaches can do with these guys. If you just throw in a bunch of different plays and, you know, draw up a bunch of blitzes, it, it, it just – yeah, you may look good in practice, but it's not realistic. It's not something that's going to translate into the regular season. That's why you just need to sit and evaluate the guys that you have. Uh, Peter, lastly, how about this? I mean, you can definitely tell Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, came into the league with Bill Belichick and played for Bill for a little bit. And most recently, before he was hired here, he was Sean McVay's offensive coordinator. The point being is both those coaches are 
paranoid or very concerned about what people see in the preseason. Here's the point. Jalen Rager went in motion one time tonight. I mean, I can't remember more than three times in our both our preseason games where we've sent guys in any kind of motion. I mean, KOC, copyright Belichick and or McVay, he ain't yep. going to show you anything. No, and, and again, it goes back to, you know, don't, don't confuse guys. Don't give them you know, too much or give them the least amount that they can to think about so that way they don't have to worry about the motion and the shift going into the snap. Just do what you're supposed to do on this play. And, and you're right. They, they don't want to give anything away. Um, the other thing, too, Paul, is that the wide receiving group here, the wide receiver core here, I think is asked to block and are called upon in the running game a lot more than most other teams. So those guys out on the edge, they, they've got to get those things done. You know, so that's one way of doing that is motion shifting, getting angles on defenders. And if you're not doing that, uh, you, you know, you, we're not seeing. Right, we're seeing the just the the nose of the camera. Yeah. You're not seeing the entire. You're thing. seeing you're the no, vanilla no of all vanilla. This. Right. No one. I mean, nobody here. Like I've said it a hundred times, I think already on air is we know these guys can get ready for opening day. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year. I'm not going to question this, this Kevin O'Connell and his staff at all about what they do going into the preseason. So, you know, let's just get through this last game and get ready. And by the way, if you would like to come see the joint practices, and they're really, really cool for football fans to see a team from another division, sometimes another conference, take on your favorite team with Jefferson going against their best corners, uh, Darasaw blocking their best defensive linemen, and stuff like that. Uh, They're really fun. And if you're interested, Wednesday and Thursday, Arizona's here. Get tickets at uh, vikings.com. He's Pete Bursich, analyst for the Vikings Radio Network on KFAN, and I'm Paul Allen. Thank you very much for listening to the Vikings Post Game Report on vikings.com.